Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Viva Albertos podcast. My name is John Fleming. I'm a writer and editor at Viva Albertos. I'm joined by somebody else who is a writer and editor at Viva Albertos. You may be familiar with this person. I'm sort of trying to build up the anticipation here because I'm sure nobody knows who I'm about to say. It's Heather Simon. <laughs> Hello, it's me. That's a big surprise, That's I know. That's my name. That is that is your name. I'm, I, I didn't realize that was a source of confusion, but... It can be. Sometimes people... No, me a scooter. Yeah, I mean, so. there, there are probably people who like encounter you on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, this person's name is Scooter." No, well, no, like um, it was I think Mark Simon. He knew Scooter was a nickname. Oh was, yeah, that's right. He's like, "Oh yeah, your first." He's like, "Yo, your first name's Heather. I finally know it." So, because someone You're called me that, I was like, "Yeah, it's not really a, a secret or anything." It's sort just, of, such a humble brag of the the national baseball writer, just sort of casually. Uh, oh, I yeah. talked. I didn't really. I talk to them all the time. <laughs> I, you, it's it's you and your inner circle of Simons that are all Simons who I'm out there. I think it's Mark that has like a, the group on Twitter, and it's Simons who talk about baseball. And it's like me and Andrew. I say there's yeah the three of you. No, um, there's another one. Um, Maybe throw in David Simon. David, like, well, well, he's, he's not a. I say he's a, a director. He's the the wire guy, but maybe I should start relation? up a. Maybe it's just start with a group conversation with the other John Fleming, like the congressman. The two of us can talk back and forth. Um, based off my experience, I don't think we see eye to eye on a lot of things, but maybe that's where a dialogue emerges, and that would be good. And I, Heather's drinking very loudly out of her uh, her cheap drink right now. So I if you guys to are, emphasize the cheap drink. Yeah, here. it's a good uh, way to symbolize that the Cardinals scored six or more runs mm-hmm. yesterday. They scored seven runs, actually, yesterday. We were recording this on... Monday night. The Cardinals have an off day currently, and the Cardinals have been doing very well lately. They I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't really want to jinx it. I feel like every time we talk about how well they're doing, we jinx it. At least every time I post like a screenshot of them being um, tied for first, they go on to win, lose like four or five, and... I feel responsible. So Heather's, Heather just doesn't want to come across as optimistic. It's not really in her. That's not my brand. Yeah, no. but no, I just it makes me nervous. I don't want them to, you know, not. You don't have to always be a jaded cynic. You can, you can occasionally be happy and appreciate. But anyway, the Cardinals uh, swept the Pirates. They before that played a uh, series against the Padres. And they took three of four. And three of four against were Padres. Somewhat disappointed. In yeah. That. Yeah, the last I mean, game they lost, it was a bummer, but everyone's like, they got to win those. I'm like, they just, they took yeah. three of four. Yeah, three of four is fine. On I, the road. I think be, being disappointed with two and two would be fair, especially because they're working from behind, but three out of four is fine. And then Yeah, you're disappointed they didn't sweep a team in a four-game series on the road. Yeah. That's, I mean... Then I, th- I think with the, I think going into the Pirates series, my thought on it was the Cardinals have to win two out of three, and then mm-hmm. they won three out of three. So that's nice. I also didn't watch that much of the Pirates series, or actually, I watched more of the Padres series than I expected. Last episode, I mentioned how I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to choose watching the game over sleep, and I fell asleep early on a couple of them, but for the most part, was uh, they made that choice easy for you by doing well? I think yes. And then the uh, the Pirates, the only game I watched in its entirety was Sunday. And then Friday I watched, like, a couple plays. I was out of town, so the the Cardinals, um, basically I was caught in, like, basically halfway between Cardinals and Royals territory. So, like, uh. some TVs had the Cardinals, some had the Royals. 
and we were like in a restaurant and we got seated more towards the Royals TV. So I saw a lot of Trevor Cahill pitching or warming uh, up or whatever that's it was. Nice. No. Yeah. My um I didn't watch any of Sunday's game. My mom recently got rid of a lot of her uh, channels on satellite to where it's basically just regular TV and then HGTV, and that's about it. <laughs> HGTV is the one that you have? HGTV wow, okay. and, like, the History Channel, and um, surprisingly, like, Hallmark. But that's about it. Like, it's not a great selection anymore. Basically just cable channels that begin with an H, apparently. Yeah. Um it's not a great selection anymore. We don't have ESPN and we do not have Fox Sports Midwest. And I was home this weekend or at my mom's because my sister was running for uh, fair queen. And, um, that was on Sunday night. And so I was at my mom's, I had to drive her in the parade Sunday afternoon. And, and when she says fair queen, she means queen of the fair, not like uh, snow white and the seven dwarves fairest. Um, I mean, yeah, if it were that, she would have won hands down. Cause my sister is beautiful. But besides that, um, it's like the county fair. She would have been queen of the county, I think, is how that works. She gets to do legislation. And I was say, does that come with power? Is this like a British monarchy thing where they don't have any power anymore? Or is this like... There, well, when my grandma won, it was apple queen. So I su- suppose they have supremacy over apples. It's queen of... Another Snow White tie-in. It, it used to be the Apple Festival. Because we have really good apples. And they sold some after the thing. I should have bought some. To take to work, I meant to, but uh, we we got out of there. Um, but anyway, I had to drive her in the parade. I listened to the game on the radio, uh, but I didn't get to watch it. Once I, as soon as I got to my mom's, it was yeah. I, I got not home on TV. I, I got I got home from 11. being out of time. Just this game hasn't been on Channel Eleven in years. They have it on KPLR sometimes. No, no. Maybe it's Fox. No, no I Fox. It. Yes, but not not on a Sunday afternoon, but. I swear there was someone Channel 11 because I was like, oh, I won't get to watch the game. And then all of a sudden, boom, there was. It definitely hasn't been for a few years. I don't remember the exact time they stopped that, but I think it's been at least like seven or eight years. Maybe I'm remembering it from seven or eight years ago because there was definitely one I think on you when I worked at Raging Rivers, uh, which was when I was like 17, 16 through 19. It was like four years. 16, 17, yeah, nine, yeah. So... They, it definitely was on on one of the TVs at one of the little food stands, because I saw it. I was like, oh, cool, and then I... Well, you are no longer 16 to 19 years old. Nope, that's for sure. Yeah, if people can make fun of me for being old, then I can make fun of you for being, well, less old than me, but older than you once were. As, You're not but, old. But really, we all are older than we once were. It's impossible to deny this. But So we're like eight minutes in. Let's start talking about the actual uh, baseball team. So as I mentioned... Okay. I don't remember all of the scores offhand, but the games, the first two games of the weekend series against the Pirates, which I think was the more interesting series just because like, the Pirates aren't a great team by any means, and they've been doing worse, but there's still a team that on paper is a tougher competition against than the Padres are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday and Saturday were close games, and then Sunday was a, a 7 nothing game, which was enjoyable, and I guess the... One big thing that happened off the field for the Cardinals, and it's actually weird because last week we were talking about the Mike Leake trade, and it was like, this is so weird that the biggest trade that happened for the Cardinals happened not before the July trade deadline, but before the August trade deadline, which was Mike Leake going to the Mariners. Mm -hmm. The second biggest trade (laughs) of, I guess what you could call, I mean, it's not as big of a trade, I guess, as 
like the Matt Adams trade, but the second biggest trade of post like July starting ended up being one September had started already. The Cardinals traded um, a prospect, Elysier, I believe it's pronounced Alvarez, is a infield prospect. He was traded to the Philadelphia Phillies in exchange for Juan Nicasio. People who are attentive baseball fans who, if they haven't heard the story already regarding the Cardinals, may be aware that Nicasio, he started the season and has spent, spent most of the season on the Pirates and pitched for the most part pretty well. Like, he's not a, a superstar reliever, but had pitched reasonably well. And then he was let go in August, which surprised a lot of people because, mm-hmm. again, not again not the best reliever in the world, but well above the threshold that you would think a team would be wanting to get rid of him. But the reason that they had done this was apparently because they didn't want to risk him going to a rival, so they just kind of let him go. And then the Phillies, who are the worst team in baseball and therefore had the first priority on waiver claims, picked him up and then immediately traded him to presumably the rival that the Pirates were talking about. And in turn, the Phillies got something. <laughs> like, Elysia Alvarez, to be clear, is not an amazing prospect by any means, but he is better than nothing. I think we can agree to that. He's not such a toxic part of an organization that you want to just be rid of him. Right. But, so Nicasio joined the Cardinals. He pitched on Friday, and he got a save against his old team, the Pirates. It's pretty nice. He pitched on Saturday, which I actually saw this outing, and he got a save against his old team, the Pirates. He did not pitch on Sunday, but two saves in his first two games, first two appearances with the Cardinals against the old team. That was... Like, that may end up being, like, one of the highlights of the season just because it's such a ridiculous thing. And Nicasio is going to be a free agent after this season, and he's, because he was traded in September, is not eligible to be on the playoff roster. So the he's, like, basically as going to be as forgettable, unless he's just absolutely amazing, as forgettable of a deadline-ish acquisition as you could possibly have. And yet that's going to be such a memorable moment just because it's so... <laughs> Bizarre. Yes. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on the trade? I'm. I like it. So, I, like, let's put it this way: if you, <laughs> if you were to rank the trades that the Cardinals have, the last three trades the Cardinals have made, so trading Marco Gonzalez for um, it's Tyler O'Neill. This is one. Of the, okay, Tyler. Okay. We always confuse Tyler and Mike, but Tyler O'Neill, the Mike Leak trade, and then the uh, Nicasio trade. How would you rank them from best to worst? Nicasio. O'Neal, whoever we got and from Mike. Yeah. So, that, so in that order? Yeah, because yeah. I like I like Nicasio first because he's a um, helping the major league team right now, um, and we didn't have to give up m- much to get him. Then uh, the O'Neal trade I like just because you're kind of dealing from depth and also we don't really know what Mar- Marco Gonzalez is going to We kind of know what he's going to be now. And there's a lot of him in the system. So you're kind of dealing for depth and you get this high upside um, power potential player. But you don't know if he could turn out to be any. He could turn out to be nothing, you know. And then the Mike Leake, I just don't like that one because we didn't really get anything back. It was just kind of a boring. I like it in a sense that we, I keep saying like, we, but it's freed up room has for... freed up room for another person. But it's like we didn't really, they didn't really get anything back. They gave up a 
a quality arm. I think he's doing pretty well right now. Yeah, he's pitched well with Seattle so far. And Mm -hmm. a a lot of the theories that we had about why Leak was struggling have kind of been looking to be that way. Yeah, so... That's why I... It's hard it's hard to get super mad about Leak's performance right now because the guys who were replacing him have done well. Yeah. But it's even fun. so, like, as I mentioned last episode, I don't like the Mike Leak trade. I, I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. So that's by far number three for me. My, my favorite of them is, would be Marco for Tyler O'Neill, just because I think there's an upside there that just cannot possibly exist when you're looking at a guy that you're keeping in your bullpen for a month. And don't even have that potential at the playoffs. But I think this trade's fine. I'm not... Like, Marco Gonzalez for Tyler O'Neill. I was, like, doing backflips whenever I saw that it happened. But the Nicasio trade is more of a, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And ideally what would happen if the Cardinals... And the thing is, if the Cardinals make the playoffs, and it's partially because Nicasio was so good in September, I'm fine with that. Like, that's... And plus, having him in the bullpen would also save the other relievers who would be able to pitch in October. And it just it feels so ridiculous that, you know, here we are in, you know, mid September and we're talking about the Cardinals and the playoffs as a, a totally realistic possibility. And I don't think it's ridiculous since I've sort of been saying it the whole time, but you can go on and the, the person say who, it is. The person who doesn't want to jinx it okay, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Let's pull up what the the playoff odds are per perspective. So the Cardinals are still behind the First, first of all, Miami's like completely fallen off. That that seems to be a non-factor threat. The Rockies, unfortunately, swept the Dodgers over the weekend, so they're still holding on strong to the wild card too. And the Diamondbacks have been winning like crazy too, so they've really cemented wild card one. But um, the Brewers have they swept the Cubs, which in the wild card. The Cardinals didn't close the gap like you might think, given how well they've done, because the two teams ahead of them have also done well. But the Brewers doing well also meant that the Cubs got swept. Yay! And also the Brewers are currently losing to the Pirates, which Yay. that could very well change by the time this goes up. So I don't want to hold anyone to that. But The optimal outcome yeah. is like the Brewers and the Cardinals. This is what I've read a couple places. The Brewers and the Cardinals competing for like first... With the consolation prize being the wild card, then the Cubs missing completely. That's not the op. I shouldn't say it's the op- not the optimal outcome, but that would be. Is irony the word? I don't know if irony. Maybe Shattenfrood. It would. It would be, yeah. yeah, it would be interesting. That's for sure. I think the funniest possible outcome is the Dodgers keep losing at the rate they've been losing. The Diamondbacks keep winning at the rate they've been winning. The Diamondbacks somehow pass the Dodgers for the NL West, which. Like, all of a sudden, the Nationals are making a legitimate run at the number one seed in the NL because the mm-hmm. Dodgers have been awful lately. Yeah. It's, as soon as the Cardinals need the Dodgers to win, they yeah. completely tank. Really? I mean, when's the last time that in September the Cardinals swept the Pirates at Bush Stadium while... Tie block! Their, while their wild card um, threat uh, swept the Dodgers. Oh, my gosh. The tie block. Tie yeah. block beat Kate, Clayton Kershaw. Oh, so annoying. Nightmare. So... According to Prospectus, the Cardinals have a 31.1% chance of making the playoffs. They have... That's of making any level of playoffs. However, at this point, division odds are 22.7%, which is... That's a fighting chance. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, if you... It's so easy to get enamored with the Cubs based off of what they were last year and, and what they still seemingly could be. But if you didn't know anything about baseball until this season started... You wouldn't look at these two teams. You wouldn't look at their peripherals. 
and think, oh, well, the Cubs are clearly just going to, you know, run away from the pack. Like, you would say, oh, the Cubs are an okay but incomplete team, but you would also say that about the Cardinals and the Brewers, for that matter. Mm-hmm. But the Cardinals, they have a series against the Reds coming up, which is starting tomorrow on Tuesday, and then a huge series against the Cubs. I'm slightly uh, slightly terrified of that one, but it's <laughs> going to be interesting, though, because, well, obviously Friday has the day game because... Wrigley Field and like one of my least favorite traditions in sports is the day games on Friday afternoons. Yeah. Like I want to watch the game. It's a big game. Like Yeah. I, I still contend that if I were from Chicago, I would probably be a White Sox fan over a Cubs fan because of the Friday day games. Like, <laughs> I, I hate it that much. Like that Fair. like there isn't there isn't a single day in the week where I more want to watch a baseball game than Friday night. And they don't ugh, it's it's crazy to me. It's also my favorite day to attend a game, mm-hmm. which if you're if you have a, a day job, you can't really do unless you take vacation days, which not everyone can afford that luxury. Yeah, this is my Cubs fans can. This is my assault <laughs> at the Cubs for being the uh, you know an exclusively upper class pastime, but it's fair. I'm not a fan of it. I know it's tradition and whatnot, but a lot of things are tradition. The day games were tradition, and they decided that night games were going to do better. See Heather fist pumping here, so I'm assuming there's something going on in Monday Night Football behind us. Bradford just threw a dime. He's so he's he's such yeah. a good he's such a good like his throw anyway. Yeah. His, his I, ball is so good. It's just the spiral is perfect. It's so catchable. Yet people drop it all the time. Yeah. I don't understand. Anyway, see, I more or less gave up watching the NFL after the Rams left, but Heather is just still full board on rooting for Sam Bradford. Which, as somebody who wants to see the Rams get humiliated. I must say, is a pretty good team to root for. Mm-hmm. My sister just loves Sam Bradford, and I love my sister. So The Rams won by like 40 yesterday, so that's a good way of humiliating the, the previous coaching regime, I guess. <laughs> that's, but anyway, let's, let's talk about baseball. Okay. So, you know, the Cardinals, it's easy to say that it's a disappointment that the Cardinals didn't like take the wild card lead based off how well they've played lately. But if they hadn't played this well, if they'd basically played at their like, league average, you know, pace that they've been playing for most of the season, they would be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, they would be just done for. Right. And now, and I've, I mentioned this, I mentioned this before, and I mentioned this even in my news and notes post that I had go up earlier today. The Cardinals are basically in the playoffs, like, right now. Like, every game matters. Like, you could basically argue that the Cardinals, the Rockies, the Brewers... And the Cubs are all currently in the playoffs, whereas the Nationals and the Dodgers essentially have a bye. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're going to be there no matter what happens. And the Diamondbacks, I guess, as well. But, like, the, the Cardinals, though, are still going. Like, every game matters, and it's intense, and it's exciting. It's kind of like 2011. It's the way it's meant to be. This is the why the second yeah. wild card exists. I mean, I would still prefer, to be clear, that the Cardinals just ran away with it and... Like, I would just kind of not... But I was thinking about this earlier today, like... So, like, my main sporting allegiances are the St. Louis sports teams. Like, I have some other side allegiances, but, like, that's the big core of it. I can't remember the last time there wasn't, like, meaningful games going on. And, like, the Blues season starts on October 5th this year. And the Cardinals, like, they may not make the playoffs, but they're going to still be relevant, like, late into September. It'll be, like, a week off of paying attention to sports. Mm-hmm. And then right back into it again, which is, 
you know, a pretty fun thing to do. And it's whenever people bring up the potential and people have written about this on the site, just purely hypothetically, not saying that they're advocating for this, but mentioning the Cardinals as a candidate to just burn everything down and rebuild. Like there is a certain level of excitement to that. And I'm sure White Sox fans, for instance, would rather know all about these amazing prospects they have and have that hope rather than have kind of a boring 77, 78 win team. That's not going anywhere anyway. But having a team that's in contention every year, like there is merit to that. There is mm-hmm. something very inherently exciting and interesting about that because there's just always something to watch and something to gravitate towards. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That's <laughs> I agree. Sort of like a dumbfounded sense of agreement there. <laughs> I have nothing yeah. to add. Yeah, but. For once. And I feel like most of what's happened. Like, on the individual level with the Cardinals, it's pretty similar to what happened previously. And in previous episodes, we can talk... Luke Weaver still looks amazing. And mm-hmm. the... Um, I, th- I think last week I may have specifically said I would want Luke Weaver as my number two playoff starter. I don't think that would actually happen. But I would want that. Mm-hmm. And looking at... I, I guess the Adrian Molina home run yesterday was pretty cool because uh, you weren't watching the game. I'm not sure if you heard about that. But. I um, heard... So I heard of the first RBI in the radio and then I was following along on Twitter. Well, with the, what happened with the home run for anyone who wasn't watching, including you, I'm not sure if you <laughs> heard this, but they decided just for one at bat because oh, yeah. they have a... Now uh, 590 locally is broadcasting a Spanish feed of the... Uh, of the Cardinals, which is, I think is a very cool thing. I'm, I'm not a Spanish speaker. My Spanish could be described as like broken, like high school level. So I'm not like, I'm not going to listen to it realistically, but the fact that it's there and it's available for people who, you know, may speak Spanish as a, you know, their primary language is a very good thing, I think. But, uh, Benji Molina, who is of course the brother of Yadier Molina was announcing. So, they switched over the Fox Sports broadcast to that feed, and then Yadier Molina hits a three-run home run, and you hear uh, Benji Molina just going crazy and getting mm-hmm. excited, and it was a, it was a neat moment. They've done that the last time I, they did that too. Um, Yadier Molina hit a home run. <laughs> they did that last year, and either they did that last year and he hit a home run, or they showed him hitting a home run, and then they did. They showed, like, the... I've seen them show replays where they had the, the Spanish feed replay. Yeah. This, this was a live one. Though. They had... So it might not have been live. It might have been he hit the home run and then they showed the, the yeah. Spanish, uh, like, replay. And when they cut back to Dan McLaughlin, he just was just chuckling. <laughs> it's like, this is just so clearly just silly that that is the way it timed out. Yeah. And... Baseball is good sometimes. Baseball is good sometimes. I want to get too carried away but yeah things happen there's you know cardinals are still you know dealing with injuries and you know tommy fan missed a a decent amount of time though he appears that he'll be fine he just has missed games and uh jed jerko is still out and adam wainwright is still out though i guess you could carpenters out yeah you you could argue whether I mean, you could certainly argue whether the missing of time for Adam Wainwright's actually a bad thing for the Cardinals. And did you? I think we mentioned, talked about this before. You saw the uh, the quote from MLB Network Radio, yeah, from Mike Matheny. Okay, so let me go ahead and pull up the exact quote because I don't want to just sound like I'm 
guessing here, but it was a quote that uh, Mike Matheny was asked about Adam Wainwright, basically his uh, his ace status, which, as we've mentioned repeatedly, the ace argument is the dumbest argument. It's the equivalent of asking if somebody's elite in football. <laughs> Nobody agrees what it means. Some people say an ace is one of the two best pitchers in baseball. Some say it's one of the 30 best pitchers in baseball. Some say it's somewhere in between. And nobody's right. Like It's not a like a tangible thing to be this. Okay, so well, I had it just a second ago. Let me... Okay, so the quote is, Adam Wainwright is our ace. He doesn't necessarily have that stuff like a Carlos Martinez right now, but that doesn't matter. In my mind, an ace is a guy who is going to lead our staff. The bottom line for us inside here is wins and losses, and this guy just seems to figure out how to do it. it also, it's also amazing to watch how hard our club plays for a guy like him. So there was a, a decent amount of concern over this quote, which I guess the concern was maybe that he was ar- the belief that he was arguing that Adam Wainwright was the Cardinals' best pitcher, which he That's even not... specifically mentions Carlos Martinez having better stuff than him. Yeah, he never said. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think... Neither of us are Matheny fans. I think I'm a little bit harder on him probably than I'm you are. I'm a Matheny apathetic is what I always say. Just because yeah. my, I'm of the belief that uh, all managers are bad. So yeah. it doesn't matter. I feel like the thing is your moderately <laughs> negative opinions that you have towards Matheny are like glowingly positive compared to pretty much the rest of VEB. So yeah. that's the way it comes across. But this quote doesn't bother me at all. I'm not worried about it. If what, pe- how do you you're asked that question? What do you say? I mean, I you guess say, Adam Wainwright sucks. He's not an ace. I don't yeah. even know. He's a bum. Why is he even on the team? Yeah, that's what you'd say. Okay. Like I'm like to be clear, I'm concerned that if Adam Wainwright comes back, he'll be given too much of a role. But I don't think that role is game one starter. I don't even think that role is game two starter at this point. I think they would probably give it to Lance Lynn, which. Mm-hmm. Concerns me for unrelated reasons, but that's a totally different discussion. But I think that Martinez would get the start in, assuming that the the rotation lines up this way. I think if given the choice, Martinez would be the wild card game starter, based on the fact that Mike Matheny had said last year that he would be the wild card game starter, and, and nothing he has started opening day. Yeah, and, no, and nothing has happened this year would suggest that. I mean, you could you could argue that Martinez is basically. I think he's probably stated about the same level. Like, there's been criticism of him, and a lot of it's kind of silly and mm-hmm. hair-related things like that. But, <laughs> but overall, I think his standing within the organization is probably about the same as it was at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Lance Lynn, for better or worse, it's probably gone up a little bit because his ERA is so low. But I don't think it's gotten to a point where it's surpassed Martinez. No. And Wainwright's been worse than expectations. So I don't think there's any question that. Martinez gets that start, and it's just not worth worrying about. If you want to argue against Adam Wainwright, you know, being a game three or game four NLDS starter, I'm I'm in agreement with that. But in terms of this, I'm willing to excuse Matheny because I think that's just sort of reading between the lines a little bit too much. I feel like if he answered that question any other way, it would really probably hurt yeah. Adam Wainwright's feelings yeah. and we would have had trouble on our hands. So he, he, I don't even care. Like, Mike Matheny might not even believe that. He might just be saying that because... I think he believes, like, the leadership part. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, like, first of all, he's describing the way he terms... Like, the, he sees the term ace, which is the subjective thing that 
doesn't have any stat-based merit yeah. to it. I, it's not like he's saying he's the best pitcher on the team. He didn't. He clarified that's not what he. For meant. all we know, by Mike Matheny's definition of an ace, there's like three aces on the Cardinals, which yeah. I which I would disagree with that. But it's also just completely based on my own stupid opinion of what an ace is. Like, yeah, it's just it's just I'm mean, just the Matheny bashing. Like I I get it because a lot of the times it's deserved, but on stuff like this, I'm just I'm so tired. Like I'm not tired of it, but it's just like. Can we just give it a rest for a little bit? <laughs> it's like every other week there's Matheny saying a quote that's really not that big a deal, and we have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And, we, and people are mad about it. It's like, maybe you should just not talk, because I'm just like, what do you want him to say? What do you want him to say? Yeah, like, like The like, only thing he's good at is being polite to the media and keeping his players relatively happy. And if he's going to do that, I don't care what he says. Yeah, you can say you can say what you will about Adam Wainwright's performance, but I think one thing that's clear is that Adam Wainwright's well liked by his peers. Yes, everything he said in that quote was true about Adam Wainwright. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, there are parts that I think that implied that he's probably better than he is as a player, but also it doesn't matter if he thinks that. What matters is how he's managed. Mm-hmm. If if Mike Matheny wants to say Adam Wainwright's a great leader, we believe in Adam Wainwright. He's an important part of this organization, and we believe, but we believe at this point that our best chance to win is going to be by keeping him in the bullpen. Like, like you can make that argument. Yeah. Like, just being not like, does anybody want him to be mean to Adam Wainwright? Yeah, I, I, I don't just, want that's that. What I, that's basically what I'm saying. Like, who are these people that want Mike Matheny to say bad things about Adam Wainwright? Who are you? Because yeah. I would like to meet you and study you because yep. i don't know what kind of person that is it's like, like saying mean things about kane like kane's like, kane's been very good this episode mm-hmm. by the way he's tired yeah he was running around a lot before we started recording so he's he, in his optimal recording condition he was in the parade on sunday he had the time of his life he's just had a very busy couple of days the, the picture by the way of kane in the parade like sticking his head out the uh it looks like it was a truck but i'm not sure it's my it, car Whatever it was, though, was just the most unspeakably adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. So Everyone loved it. He had a blast. Yeah. But yeah, he's kind of exhausted. And so is Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright's tired. He's paid his dues. Yeah, well, Leave him alone. I'm gonna. It's like the 10-year anniversary. Yeah, I was going to say, you're doing the, alone. the about Chris the Crocker, is it, I think, is the name of the... I, uh, I'm going to pull, start crying. Leave Wainwright alone. Just leave him alone. Indeed, leave Adam Wainwright alone. That is... He's done everything. He's gi- gi- given up his arm for this team. He hasn't given, up a, rib. He hasn't given up a rib team. yet, but the Not time may rib, come. Not a rib, but he, he would. So leave him alone. He's the, If he wants to be the ace, then he is the ace. He's earned it. Yes. Darn it. Who cares? It's just a word. <laughs> All right, well, it looks it, like... It means nothing. It looks like Kane's getting back up. It should be... Ex- I'm, again, I'm excited about this... I mean, the Red Series, too, of course, but the Cubs Series is going to be a lot of fun. Saturday game is at 3 p.m. I'm, I'm going to a concert that night, so I'm probably going to be, like, nervously, like, watching the game while pre-gaming the concert. So <laughs> hopefully I uh, survive all of the nerves there, and then hopefully next week we'll have some... Well, we, will, we Like, we could be discussing the Cardinals in first place. It's not that outlandish of a proposition. That'd be awesome. The Cardinals have two series left against the Cubs. It's very much in their hands to see if the if they're going to make the playoffs. And it's been such a dumb season 
But 2006 was a dumb season, too. 2011, to a lesser extent, was a dumb season. It could happen. Crazier things have. All right, so I think we're ready to wrap this up. Kane is slowly matriculating towards the microphone. Heather, do you have anything that you would like to promote or whatever? Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, lil underscore scooter 93. And you can read my writing at Viva Alberto's Monday through Friday at 12 noon. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at JohnJF125. You can read my writing at Viva Alberto's uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can just check it out whenever. And it, again, as I've said before, if I'm not there, somebody else is writing. And you can um, check out Viva Alberto's at VivaAlberto's.com, Facebook.com slash VivaAlberto's, VivaAlberto's on Twitter. You can, uh, if you're listening to the podcast but you're not subscribed to it, you can subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher, possibly other places, as we've mentioned before. We don't actually do any research to it. We just kind of send it off in cyberspace. And <laughs> the the elves who run it, I guess, are uh, the ones who get the podcast from Heather's kitchen table to your earbuds or mm-hmm. computer or wherever it is you're listening. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. And hopefully we will have some more exciting Cardinal stuff to talk about next week. Probably won't be another trade, but I've said that you, before. Yeah, you never know, apparently. See exactly who's on the market. There's got to be some impending free agent on the team that's totally out of it. That's like, hey, you give us something. (laughs) Give us a thing. Yeah. All right. Bye.